0: Hi, it's me, Victoria. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to tick off a couple of things from the list I've got here. First, there is no Yularis in this episode. We recorded this episode over the holidays and Kristen was out of town visiting family. She still hasn't heard this episode. I haven't let her, um, because she's already been theorizing about what is going on in the story. And quite frankly, I didn't want to give her more time to maybe figure things out. Secondly, exciting news. um, After people have expressed interest, and actually some people have requested, which was wonderfully surprising... Uh, we've got a Patreon in the works. We've got some really fun ideas, but we'd love to hear from you since the goodies are ultimately rewards for your support. So let us know on Twitter, on our Facebook group that we now have going. Please join. Uh, we'd love to talk to you there. Or even by email, the broads at thebroadswords.com. We would use this uh, to help pay for licensing fees for the editing software that we use, artist fees, music fees, because we've now been incorporating other people's music into our podcast. And hopefully, eventually, fingers crossed, get better quality equipment so we can make this podcast better. So let us know what you would like to see. We are also going to be having some guest players coming in. Next episode, we will have Christine Chester from Heroes of the Hydean Way joining us as a NPC. And in, well, in a few episodes, we will be seeing Daniel from Grows and Dragons coming in to uh, play another NPC. So we're really excited about that. All right. So um, that's everything on our list and let's get to it. Visits with the Hathryn are never uneventful. Ylaris is confused, and dare I say a bit afraid, of what her vision told her. Keila battles the demons of her past and refuses to discuss the vision she had at the gazing pool. Now it is Maypre's turn, and the woman behind the bear mask is not afraid to pull any punches. You're listening to The Broadswords. Bianca Zelda as May Pri, the lovable tiefling barbarian.
1: I'm gonna run full tilt at
0: him. Playing Keela, the high elf bard, is Tracy Gibbons. I'm just generally not impressed. And then there's me, Victoria Rogers, as DM. Maypri. as you pull a Be Nused towards Novik, you see Novik's jovial grin recede. He stands up straight, hiding his bottle of fire wine behind his back, and he nods solemnly at someone behind you. When you turn to follow his gaze, you notice that the crowd has gone silent, and they have parted to allow a petite woman, no more than five feet tall and about ninety pounds soaking wet, she has wild, curly hair sticking out every which way, and on her face is a bare mask Maypri she tilts her head to the side as she examines you closely, named in contempt, but spirit unbroken,
1: follow. Um, she's going to look around just kind of out of confusion because this crowd's gone quiet. Uh, the previous kind of joyful atmosphere has died down and she'll glance at the woman, glance back at Novik and reach behind him, grab the bottle of fire wine, take a quick sip and then say, okay, okay, I'm ready. And Novik reaches out in awe of you doing that
0: and takes the, the bottle of fire wine from you. The Hathrin turns and walks a slow, lumbering pace and leads you to a large mound next to the Green Chapel. And as she leads you towards this mound, everyone parts to allow you to come through this large mound just like set off center on the top of it is a tall pine tree growing smoke trickles through a chimney on the opposite side of the mound of the tree now the door like all of the other doors in Erling is made of solid wood but unlike the rest of the doors it is not carved It is made of roughly hewn planks held together with thick black iron bands. She opens the door and waits for you to go inside.
1: Okay. Can I, can I roll perception to see if I notice anything that stands out about the door? Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 10.
0: It's, it's just roughly put together. It hasn't been sanded down in any way. It just looks like a log was split multiple times with an axe, and then it was all just put together to create a door.
1: Okay, she'll go ahead and follow the lady inside. Okay, you go inside
0: and unlike novick's home or the green chapel which are really the only two buildings within erling that you have been inside of those those places had wood floors and wood walls and it was all very homey and nice this room has earthen walls and floor it hasn't been finished the roots from the tree dangle from the ceiling and they trace down the wall to your right On the opposite wall on your left is a large stone-lined fireplace, and in it is a roaring fire. This fire is massive. It is about four or five times bigger than it needs to be for the room, the size of which you're in, and it's hot in here. It's, It's hot like a sauna, but it's a dry sauna. It's not a wet sauna. And next to the fireplace is a screen blocking off a corner of this room. And you can kind of make out maybe like the tip, the, the edge of a cot. You think there's probably a sleeping area behind that screen. But other than that, the room is completely bare.
1: Okay. May Pri will be fanning her face with her hands after just stepping into this room. And she'll turn to that little lady and say... Whew, it's it's hot in here. How do you manage? The woman smiles and
0: it's a great big smile and it's it's a little toothy, actually. It's not predatory, but it, it's a wild smile. And she shuts the door behind her. And the sole source of light in this room is this giant fire, but it's so big that it's actually quite bright in this, this otherwise dark earthen room. And she walks into the center of the room and turns around to face you. In comparison to you, because you're, you're how tall? You're six foot. Four, I think I was. Yeah, you're six foot four. So you're, you're like a foot and a half taller than this woman. And not only that, your shoulders are broader. Like you're proportionate to your height. Well, she's proportionate to her height. She is tiny, but she, she radiates a sense of strength, of permanence. She seems to be very grounded. In herself and and her sense of self and her identity and she stands her legs just slightly further than hip width apart so like she has a very firm stance on the ground and she faces you and says warmth keeps the blood flowing
1: it can also burn you away this is a lot can I can I put some dirt in the fire to kind of cool it down a bit You know, damn it. She shakes her head. Kami is still fanning herself. I mean, is there anything I can do to help you here? All of my friends were taken away at some point, and I haven't been able to hear about what's happened. I assume I'm being taken away for the same reason. If you could potentially give me some some direction, otherwise I'm really, really going to melt over here.
0: She clasps her hands behind her back standing straight and tall as sh- she can <laughs> and she begins to circle you slowly purposefully your blood runs hot you find pleasure in the roar of your ears the pounding of your heart in your chest and the strength she says as she curls one hand into a fist and brings it before you.
1: Of your limbs. May will kind of grin back and ball her fist up and kind of check it out. Her knuckles are a little raw from her previous battle, but she, she'll nod her agreement towards that small lady. The
0: lady circles behind you. And she's standing at this point, maybe only a foot behind you. Her voice is close, though not quite at your shoulder. And you hear, you relish the rage inside of you.
1: Maybe we'll take a deep breath and she'll nod. She this bear like lady is hitting close to some barbarian uh, notes that Mepree's done a pretty good job at avoiding so far.
0: The woman walks over to the fireplace and from the very plain mantle sitting above it, she picks up a small earthenware jar. She dips two fingers into it and scoops out a generous portion of a pale yellow goop she approaches you. Your spirit is strong. And she reaches out her two fingers with this, this grease on it, and she smears a line down your forehead. It smells of wet earth and pine. Your spirit is steadfast. And she smears another vertical line down your chin she stares up directly into your eyes and you can see hers through the eye holes of her mask hers are slightly yellow dappled
1: with brown her pupils contract I'm letting her do this I'm kind of in the zone that she's created fallen into a bit of a trance
0: Her fist connects with the side of your head, and you crumple to the ground. Keila, you're standing outside of the Green Chapel the crowd is now kind of starting to pick up after may Pre has disappeared into that hatherin's home or or whatever it is at this point You're, you you have no idea it's it's a mound somewhere where someone lives um and people are now starting to pick up they're laughing you can see novik in this in the the, the town uh village green and he takes a big swig of his fire wine and he gets a big pat on his back from one of his buddies and they start walking back towards Novik's hut.
2: I'm going to approach Novik and just be like, well, I mean, I don't know his name yet. I'm going to approach the man with the fire wine and say, hey, you, what, what just happened here? What's going on? He Stops and he turns and he,
0: he looks down at you because he's a very tall, big bear of a man. And he, he looks down at you and squints and he says, ah, we fought, we fight, we feel the life in our veins. And he holds out the bottle towards you.
2: Alex said the bottle and take a swig.
0: It burns. And the second it touches your tongue, your stomach starts to churn. The ground underneath you heaves and you start to
2: sweat. Let's be honest here though, Keela's feeling a little bit traumatized from everything that just happens and even though she's feeling awful, she's also kind of grateful for this little bit of an escape from this reliving of a horrible memory that she just had to go through. Mm
0: -hmm. Your vision begins to blur. Novik's face kind of melds in on itself and then it forms again. And then it melds into itself and then everything is starting to swirl. The ground is moving beneath your feet It's
2: hot. You're uncomfortable. Um, I'm going to sit down on the ground where I am. And just like, you know, sit cross-legged with my elbows on my knees and my head in my hands.
0: Novik, before, as you kind of fall down to to the sitting position, Novik catches the bottle of fire wine and he, he laughs and says, No more of this, little elf. Don't call me Little Elf. He laughs. Mepri, you stand in a cave entrance facing the sunrise. A crumbling path winds through tall pines down to a lake below.
1: The air smells of the coming snow. I'm going to touch my face and see if my nose is broken and then silently curse that woman for hitting me. And then I'll glance around and that chill will finally kind of sink in and I'll let out a little shiver. What, uh, so I'm at a cave entrance and I'm looking out at what, sorry, just snow?
0: You're standing in a, a wood, a forest of pine trees and there is a path leading downwards. So you're you're at a slightly elevated height and it's leading downwards to a huge
1: placid lake. Okay. Can I again I would like to roll perception to see if I notice anything kind of suspicious before I take a step down. Mm-hmm.
0: Eleven. The cave you are standing in is small. Um it it has a heavy scent of den. um, A bear lives here. And the path that leads down to the lake is... It's a bear path. It's something that the creature who lives here uses. This is not a man-made path. So it kind of wanders around
1: uh, the landscape. Is the den empty? Like, if I turned around, is there a bear behind me? No. Okay. (laughs) Alright, Mipri will... Confident that there's no bears gonna sneak up on her, she'll go ahead and leave down that path, uh, going straight towards the nice calm lake. There is a rustle in the trees up ahead. Do I have like my items on me? Can I throw my my weapon at the rustle? You do not have any weapons on you.
0: You are—it's just oh. you
1: and your clothes. That is it. Can I can I pick up a stick or a rock and throw it at the rustle? Yeah. Okay, I'm picking up a rock and I'm going to chuck it at that rustle. Okay. Give me a roll. Um, and then
0: add your dexterity modifier to that. Eleven. You hear a thunk as the rock uh, <laughs> hits a tree.
1: Is the wrestling still going or am I... Is it stopped? There's actually a startled movement. And then,
0: onto the path a great stag emerges and he turns his majestic head its antlers ginormous this, this stag has been growing these for a long time and you can tell that it's won a lot of fights because it's, one side of it is slightly
1: broken and he turns his head to observe you you maybe will grin at it and then pick up another rock and throw it at the stag. So let me roll again. I got a twenty. That's without my dexterity modifier, so twenty-two. So you got a natural twenty. So yeah. you,
0: oh poor what stag. Are you? <laughs> okay, so tell me what happens.
1: I just wanted to throw it at it to startle it again, uh, see what it was gonna do. Because you know when you like, come across some deer, sometimes like the expression "deer in headlights," where they kind of see you, they just stop and they stare. I just wanted to make the stag move without touching it, so I'm just going to throw it at its chest.
0: It's not a hard throw. But without... You're throwing it at its... Okay, but you said earlier... Okay, so you throw it at its chest. Yeah. Um, I just want to hit it.
1: It doesn't but Okay, I'll go ahead and walk up to it and pet it. <laughs> roll to pet the deer. I have to roll to pet the deer, the stag. No,
0: <laughs> as you reach... <laughs> as you reach out to to pet it. Where are you petting I want to pet it's face. Okay. So as you reach to pet it, it nods at you. And then it moves around away from you and starts walking down the path toward the lake.
1: I'm gonna follow that stead.
0: The lake shore is covered with a thin layer of ice. And far out in the middle of the lake Like, far out, you would have to swim for quite some time. This lake is massive. You see a small, lone boat with silver lights dancing about it. The stag breaks the ice with a hoof and bends to drink.
1: I'll walk over and crouch next to the stag, break some ice next to it, and drink some some water with it as well. Can I... Short of seeing just a boat with some suspicious lights, is there anything else that stands out on the lake or is it just completely empty, save for that? You see a hawk flying high above. Okay. I'll turn to the stag and kind of air nudge the stag without actually touching it and point towards the boat into the distance and tell it, that's that's kind of a strange sight. Do you think if I uh, jumped on your back, you'd let me uh, go check that out? Obviously, I guess the stag isn't a talking stag. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll just keep drinking some water while deciding what to do with uh, that boat down there. How cold is this water?
0: It's cold. It, it, it's a very you're you're in a northern climate, and it's it's winter. It, it's cold, but when you Ask the stag about getting on its back. It lifts its head from the water and regards you for a moment. It blinks. And then it bends its two front legs, offering you... Oh,
1: so you're not a talking stag, but you understand me. I'm going to scratch its head really quick, and then... I mean, like, I can't... hmm. Stags are big, right? Because I'm not. This is a very big. Stag. Okay, I hope so. Bigger than you have ever seen. Okay, uh, I'm not super great at riding any animals, but like we're going through water. How bad can it be? So she'll uh, comfortably get on that stag's back and kind of scoot in, grab a tuft of uh, grab a tuft of its neck fur, and hold on tight.
0: And it starts swimming out into the lake. Now this water, as soon as your legs touch it, it is frigid. It is very cold. You are definitely taking a polar bear dip right now. <laughs> and it swims, but your upper half te- is is remains relatively dry, um, aside from like the odd splash. And it takes you out to the middle of the lake, and it swims up next to the boat. The boat comfortably fit perhaps four people. In it are a couple of furs and some oars, but other than that
1: it it's empty. What were the glowing lights that were around?
0: The glowing lights, they're just
1: silver lights dancing around the air. Can I capture them? Because maybe is gonna kind of wave her hand through the air to see if they're tangible. Give me a dexterity check. 19.
0: When you reach out for one of those lights, It flutters in your hand, but you don't feel anything.
1: Okay, so it's still really pretty. Mipri will gingerly, carefully, and with all the dexterity she has, try to maneuver herself off the stag and into the boat because that boat has some furs to keep her warm because she's half frozen to death right now
0: okay definitely give me another dexterity check on that one (laughs) (laughs) i was
1: gonna ask Uh oh okay
0: 14. with some difficulty you are not graceful in any way but you do manage to flop over the side of the boat and land on your back
1: Nipri will go ahead and wrap those furs around her and just kind of catch her breath because nothing sucks the breath out of you more than dipping into cold water and forgetting how to breathe.
0: As you are lying in this boat, shivering with the furs around you, the stag shimmers and
1: twists. It morphs into a man. Nipri will kind of sit up, startled. Oh, um uh hello. Uh, Do you talk common? The man smiles
0: and looks up at you. He is wet and he has long brown hair. It probably comes mid-back and it is plastered to his face and to his neck. And he is bare-chested. But he has a big barrel chest and he has Thick curly carpet on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he has very big triceps and delts and biceps. This man is built and he's he's he looks like a power lifter. He looks up at you and says, Is there room in there for
1: two? <laughs> Maypri will kind of look around the boat for a second. Um, she's currently allocated all the furs on top of her and she'll give the man kind of a look and say, I mean, yeah, I guess you helped me, so I'll help you. Come on in. Please, please don't tip the boat over, I can't handle that cold anymore.
0: And he, unlike Maypri, leaps somehow into this boat. Very gracefully, very nimble um, particularly for someone his size. He wears stitched leather breeches and he has leather boots that are strapped to his calves with suede thongs and you can see fur um, cuffs at the tops of these boots. So you you know that the, these leather boots are fur lined. He sits in the boat and he pushes hair from his face and he smiles again. She's gonna
1: kind of eyeball the boots in his pants and then narrow her eyes after throwing one of the furs at him so he can warm up. And like the only question that she could think of to ask, she turns to the man and she asks him, so when you were a stag, how come you weren't wearing pants then? Why aren't you naked? I'm so sorry, I don't know how to answer <laughs> As you were describing so this to me, it's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> sorry, but I need to compose myself now. Oh. No.
1: <laughs> Why don't you wear pants? <laughs> this <is> super important. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, he arches a brow in response. Would you prefer I didn't wear pants? Why
2: couldn't this happen during Kila's?
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll kind of shrug and not really give a committed answer. So, what brings you all the way out here? Do you are you like my spirit guide? Do you know why I'm here?
0: The smile on his face disappears at that and he looks at you intently and he has big deep brown eyes as he looks at you and as he's looking at you it, he's he's summing you up you definitely get that impression that he's looking you over he's he's making some calculations in his head but as he's doing this on his head forms almost a crown of antlers and that fur that you handed to him that he has wrapped around his shoulders somehow morphs into a bear pelt with a silver clasp holding it together around him. Guide.
1: Guide. No, he says. I rule here. She's going to reach out and touch his crown of antlers is it removable or is it like a part of him
0: it is a part of him and he allows you to touch it and the corner of his mouth tugs upwards in a quirk of a smile
2: where is here also OOC Victoria I'm totally imagining this is Blackwall again (laughs) (laughs) This is Lake Ashane.
1: So what do you do here? Do you know why I'm here? No. Oh, okay. So like, you want to just hang out? Netflix and chill? (laughs) (laughs) She'll pick up one of the paddles and hand him one. So what's your name?
0: He takes the oar. And he he rests it in his the palms of his hands. He shrugs. I have many names. It depends on what you and I are.
1: Napry will kind of tilt her head at that statement and pick up the other. Or, what we are? What? What are we? I've never been asked a question like that before and she's gonna start cracking some of the ice around her to get, uh... to get paddling.
0: He doesn't move the oar. He laughs at your question, and his laugh is deep, and it comes from his chest, and it has resonance. Resonance so much that the air around you fills with with energy. The hawk that has been circling overhead screeches and dives down toward the trees. He watches the line of the hawk diving downward towards its prey. And when the hawk disappears from sight he looks at you again and says friend, foe Ally, lover, my names are different things to different people, but my name does not change who I am. People say names have power, but my power is not in a name. It is in who I am.
1: Napri is going to pull the oar in and rest it kind of on the top of that rowboat and just she's sitting facing him now and she's just gonna look for a second put a finger to her lips thoughtfully and then reply my name has power it's a name that was assigned to me at birth i i sometimes feel like i am my name but i like your perspective it Take some of that power away in in a nice way. I don't feel like I can't be myself. And then she's gonna sigh and poke him. Um, I don't know what I could reach of him, probably his foot. Can you can you row with me? Let's let's go somewhere less cold. And where is that? You're the one from here, King Stag Bearman. Where would you like to go?
0: This is my home. All of it. And he motions to everything around you. So what do you do for fun here? We live.
1: And he holds out his hand. She'll take it. Clasp his hand in hers. He pulls you toward him. His face is close. Are you cold? You, I'm an infernal. I'm really warm. Is this is this what you're doing? He shakes his head
0: slowly from side to side. You can smell him. He smells of pine and smoke and earth. And he says, with your hand in his, I will not, without your permission.
1: Oh, you want to kiss me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. And then she'll She'll have to kind of brush some of his, his long strands of hair out of the way, but she'll go for that.
0: His lips are rough against yours, and he tastes of lake water, pure and clean and raw. Keela, give me a constitution saving throw. DC 20. Oh, Lord. Five. All right. Now give me a 3d4 roll, please. Six. Your head swims as you sit cross-legged on the village green. It spins and you tumble sideways on to the village green. You are now unconscious for six hours. Oh my god. And you will now, write this down, because you will now take a negative two penalty on all attacks, saving throws, and ability checks for the next 12 hours. You are about to suffer the worst hangover you have ever experienced. Wow. How many hours? Twelve? Well, she's unconscious for six hours and she's hungover for twelve hours.
2: So I'm making a giant ass of myself by passing out in the middle of this village green and just probably snoring really loudly.
0: (laughs) And the last thing you see is the form of Novik laughing over you.
2: (laughs) Of course.
0: Mapri, the water around you ripples, and the waves softly hit the side of the boat. Your cheek rests against his chest. The hair is dry now, and it's soft, and it tickles your nostrils.
1: I will kind of twirl my fingers into his carpet of chest hair. <laughs> 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 and just kind of it's it's soothing, you know, nice nice handful of, of um, chest hair. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm like a little girl. And I'll look up, careful not to poke him with my, my tiefling horns, and ask how long, how long have we been here for? Do you have any sense of time?
0: And he looks upward. The sun has passed the midday mark.
1: I should probably get going to my friends. Do you, do you want to kind of carry me out back home? And he laughs. That won't be necessary.
0: And you are lying on your back, staring up at a tangle of tree roots above you and the earthen roof. A petite Catherine, with a wild grin plastered on her face looks down at you. You call that a dodge? I've seen children perform better. And she offers a hand to help you up.
1: With one hand, Maypri will reach out to that woman. With her other, she's going to touch her face, kind of checking for wounds. And then take a moment to remember what had happened and then why she was here. Take the lady's up, hand, jump up, and then yank her hand back. You hit me! Why did you hit me? The woman laughs. And she
0: takes another swing. Can I roll to dodge? Yeah.
1: F that. Do I add anything? Uh, Do I add anything to
0: it? Ah, your dexterity. Seventeen, yo. Okay, you dodge that.
1: Tell me how that looks. She comes at you with a right hook. I'm gonna sidestep it. I'm just. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be faster than her, but I've got my wits about me now. And what do you do? So I'll, I'll sidestep it, and I'd like to reach out and grab her fist, and sweep her legs out from underneath her with my uh, opposite foot okay that's facing away from the hand that i grabbed i roll am i still adding dexterity
0: yeah we'll say that this is like athletics so strength okay uh 16. okay and that unfortunately is not going to do it and she is going to kind of leap over your your leg sweep And as she leaps over, she is going to reach to put you in a headlock. That is a twenty-one. Can I...
1: can you do like a strength contest for me to break out?
0: Okay, so she has you now in a headlock. Yep, you can do it. Let's do a strength contest.
1: Uh, I'm going to add my strength, so that's a fifteen
0: that is a 15 it is a tie Ooh. so she still got you in this this headlock and you're struggling um but it, you're neither one of you are really kind of budging
1: okay i'm going to let out a frustrated roar why are we fighting can i i just my head hurts my stomach hurts i'm all confused can i just sit down please and she laughs and releases you people will cr- uh, crumple to the ground and just kind of rest her hands on the earthen floor, and try to catch her breath, a lot just happened, none of which has made any sense. She'll raise her head and look up at that lady and touch her face for a second to see, "Is that goopy stuff still there? Like the mystery? Yes, goop. Yes. <laughs> what What happened? What, why did you hit me, and what is on my face, and where did I go? What did you see?" She asks beautiful place and a beautiful man a man what form did this man take he was a stag and he was a man i mean like half man half eh, quarter bear it's hard to tell a human sometimes the man she says
0: her eyes have gone wide a little bit as you're describing this man did he wear a crown? Yeah, of antlers. It was really cool to touch. Ah, then you are not one of mine. You will need to go to Imilar.
1: What am I going to find there? Wait, Imilar, do you have a map? Can I have a map of that place? We do not keep maps here. But you
0: may follow the main road and it will take you directly there. But in Imilar, You will learn to channel that rage. You will learn to channel that blood rush. You have been marked by the great stag.
2: I like that Larry's drowned. Keela got chased through the woods, and Maypri got laid by a hot bear band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, it's me again. Uh, so we are going to be trying something a little new, and we are wondering if you could give us a hand and give us a shout out on Twitter using the hashtag BroadSquad. Um, All of your activity on social media really helps us out. Don't be afraid to leave a review on whatever app you listen to us on, as those go a long way of bringing new listeners in as well. And we'd love to to grow this community and, and be a part of something bigger. We appreciate all of your interactions with us, and we always look forward to hearing what you have to say. So thank you for all of your support so far. We are thrilled. And talking about support and growth, um, you should definitely check out North by North digital album of the rock and music that they've got for their show. Um, and you can find all of that information on their website at northbynorthquest.com. So I guess we'll be seeing you on February 10th. Oh, five days before my birthday. That's exciting.
1: So yeah, see you next time. I'm dying. (laughs) He's he's super innocent, like...
2: (laughs) I think you've shocked Victoria to silence. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm taking all the
1: angles that wasn't quite expected.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm coming up with a plan here. Um...
2: <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.